So the the first thing before we get to our recent fan mail. Yes. <laughs> fan mail. Yes, we have fan mail. <laughs> Singular, not plural. I don't know if that changed. <laughs> a fan mail. A, we have a, a fan letter to respond to today. But before that, we have some very important business with the uh, Nutella Expose. Oh my goodness. You knew I was going to bring it up again. I, 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 I thought maybe we could let it slip, but I, I guess no. not. I guess not. I think we have to go so on So she record. was talking about how on our previous episode, uh, Nutella I think on every episode, <laughs> I have displayed my battle with Nutella. The ongoing war it's me to against... free yourself of the chocolate spread. The chocolate scourge, hazelnut. if you would. Ugh. They call it hazelnut. I think I they've been know. sued for that, though, to be honest. It's just chocolate? Yeah, it's just chocolate. There's hazelnut in it, but I mean, when they called it a hazelnut spread, that implied, like, orange juice has to be 100% orange juice. You can call it orange drink. You can say fruit juice. But you can't say But orange, orange juice, juice has got to be orange juice. Oh, cranberry okay. juice has got to be. be Watch juice. in the grocery store now when you shop, you'll see nothing says juice, except oh, for actual, pure, like, the stuff that's $10 a jug will say juice. Shot, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. But everything else, no. So that's good, though. Indulge yourself. You work hard. So, yeah, what we've done is instead of restriction, because that didn't work out really well, I've just adapted myself. So I bought Nutella with 40% less sugar. Is it still Nutella, though, or is it like an off-brand that you've it's imported from? It's an off-brand, okay. 40% less sugar. Is this imported from that uh, street in no Peru that you told me about? <laughs> no, no. They just changed the And you Peruvian, it's not imported from Asangaro. No, it's okay. not. It's... Uh, <laughs> no, That's good. No, no. That would probably be deadly. Um, it's good. It's good. It's not the same, but you know, it it lies to me, and and I and I believe it's lie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like great therapeutic advice <laughs> for anybody out there struggling. <laughs> you heard it here first. Live a lie. <laughs> You're listening to What Brings You In, a weekly series featuring psychology talk with therapists Ryan and Carrie. Have something to say? Want your question answered? Visit ryananswers.com slash podcast to get in touch. Our one and only fan letter (laughs) comes from Laura. So Laura says, hi, I enjoyed the recent episode about boundaries. As somebody who struggles with this, I found it really thought provoking. I was wondering what you would suggest when boundaries become walls in your life to the point of social reclusion. As a recovering codependent, I took space from some close friends in the last two years to focus on my own needs and desires, and I'm having a hard time finding that connection again, with anyone really. I'm scared of falling back into old patterns that I've become avoidant altogether. Any advice would be appreciated. Keep up the great podcast. As always, Ryan, you are my favorite. That's not what she said. I've closed you're the window, so you won't you're you reading, won't be able to verify into- <laughs> that information. But I mean, you just have to take my word for it. So, what do we say to Laura? I say boundaries. I mean, the first thing you have to think about is what what are the purpose? Hmm. Do you want to shut everybody out? It doesn't sound like it. No, it, it sounds, sounds like, like she did that because she was overwhelmed with the current state yes, of her boundaries and like overcorrected. Maybe mm-hmm. there's too much in in my life right now. Too much going on. So she kind of withdrew, break. but now that she's kind of recovered, mm. the feeling is too much. Now she probably feels isolated, it yeah. seems like. And that happens a lot when we're trying to change behavior. We go from one side to the other side, and then we have to find Yeah, it's, it's hard to correct something accurately. Most of the time you will overshoot it. So in this case, the, my first concern is this isn't really something I can advise about without meeting a person, but just to throw it out there so she can think about it, is if this is a, an ongoing pattern. 
that she mm. frequently find herself either feeling isolated or feeling overwhelmed and codependent with people. Yeah. Is it hard to strike that balance? So if so, that's when you look at, okay, my boundaries are here to give me a sense of balance in my life. So before you start setting them and taking any kind of changes, I would recommend figuring out what changes will lead to what outcomes. It sounds like there's not a whole lot of awareness about what actions result in which emotional states. Maybe it'd be easier if, I agree with Ryan, that's a good question. Like what boundaries will lead to what type of results? If it's hard to picture in the future, you can use Mm -hmm. the past as an example. So what boundaries... Did I not put up with these people that were close to me? Mm-hmm. And what were the results of that? What behaviors, what th- what actions on my part, what feelings on my part um, did I not, do I not perceive as healthy? And how do you communicate them too? There's a big difference between maybe you want to see somebody less or become less reliant on their uh, attention or company. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a difference between just not responding to them when they message you to go yeah. out or meet up and saying, hey, yeah, I'm just taking a bit of space for myself. So which way she went depends uh, and, and will form kind of a, a different answer for this next yeah, part. Yeah, a different type of relationship too with them. For reuniting. Yeah. If you just ghosted them, that's kind of something that warrants an apology probably. Just saying, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Uh, I didn't really know how to articulate this to you. It was very difficult for me I was to have a conversation. It's feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. And I kind of regret taking so much space from you. I really value your friendship and I'm I, sorry. I would like to, yeah, sorry. I would, I would like to spend some more time with you again if you're up for that. Uh, if you did, however, though, clearly articulate it, an apology is not really necessary. Or just say I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> What's good. up, everybody? <laughs> uh, so in that case, yeah, just reaching out and reconnecting with people and being mindful, like Carrie said, of what in the past led to this outcome. Yeah. And doing your best to You can do it person by that. person or you can do it in general, right? Like what boundary was hard for me to do with this person? What reason? What boundary was hard for this person and for what reason? So today we're going to be talking about some communication tools for couples. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover three different things. Our top three. Our top three, which was very difficult. It's probably, you know, in a few months you could ask me my top three. It might be a little bit different. Yes, for but sure. These are going to be useful no matter what. So one we're going to be talking about is the awareness of your perceptions. Perception mm-hmm. checking, I think. Perception is checking is the use. kind of the way I say yeah. it. Which is making sure that what you're seeing and what you're hearing from, from people around you is what they intend you to hear. Yes. Sometimes, what you're interpreting them as is correct. Yeah. Sometimes we can we can mix that up. Another one is soft startup. Yes. So this is a huge mistake. It's extremely common when people want to talk about something. They have an issue going on. They tend to start the conversation in a, a little bit of a harsh way. Tone way. Tone, yeah. The tone is off. Sometimes even the timing is off. Even mm. if you start it well, your timing is wrong. The person's just coming in from work or something like that. Uh, or maybe they're having a really stressful day and they don't want to talk and you just kind of jump into them. So research shows that the best predictor of how a conversation goes is how it starts. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a really important one to tackle. And the third, um, what did I say for the third one? Talking the third one is right? um, exploratory questions instead of yes. going right into fixing mode right. or blaming right. mode or defense mode. That's Yeah, that's probably the second most common. So the two most common in my experience are the harsh startup. So we're going to combat that with soft startup. And the second most common is responding to complaints or concerns from somebody about your relationship by saying, okay, well, what do we do about it? Or what hmm. should I do? And it's, it comes well, off I already kind did of, that. I yeah, already it comes tried off as that. very defensive. So yeah. we'll get into those things. So soft startup. What does that mean? That means, one, making sure the person is willing and able to talk to you. 
So you don't want to jump down your partner's throat when they come in from having a hard day. And even if you did a good job and you were very nice and you're like, hey, I just need to talk to you for a sec. Your tone's good. can still have a really bad outcome. Mm. I can introduce the topic. Hey, this is kind of hard for me to talk about it. This is really important for me. Do you have some time or when do you have some time? Ask permission. That's Mm -hmm. a good way to start. So permission is a good one. Starting it like, hey, you know what? There's something I want to talk to you about. Do you have Mm -hmm. a minute? And introducing that, it too would be good yeah that gives a person an opportunity to say you know what I'm not in the right headspace to talk about that right now how about tomorrow or, hmm. or whatever the case is so one thing to be careful about if you're on the receiving end of somebody asking you is you don't just keep putting them off yeah of course because that's going to cause them to start up harshly it's kind of a cycle a chicken and egg where yeah. they feed off of each other so one has to be very respectful of the other's time and if they're in the right emotional state and the other has to be respectful that maybe your partner wants to talk more than you do. Maybe you don't like having conversations, but it's important for them. So you have to strike a good balance there. Uh, the other is when you introduce your concern, make sure you're not doing it in a, an attacking or antagonistic way. Yeah. And for that, you have to check your emotion, right? Am I you going do. in this hot? Like, am I angry? Mm-hmm. Am I upset? Am I frustrated? Am I worried? Right? Like what, what emotion in what emotion is accompanying me in my request to talk? Yeah, you don't want to come off as a combatant, Yeah. right? You're not opponents. Opponents compete against each other, and that doesn't really make for a good dynamic in, in conversations. You want to be team. You want to it's be not going to resolve anything, right? If you're going in to talk because you want a resolution, you will not resolve something if you go into yeah. fight. Yeah, you got to have a, a good mindset, which is exploring first. We'll get to that later on. But introducing it, how do you introduce something softly? What do we mean by that? What's a specific example? So instead of saying something like, you never help me out around the house, you don't even care about me, or you never stick up for me with your family, it could could be anything. If you're starting it with a you and then an absolute term like always or never, I can almost guarantee you that that's going to be a fight. So a switch on that would be something like, hey, I've been feeling a little bit unsupported lately around the house or hey you know I know it's kind of tough the relationship that I have with your family it doesn't always go so well but I would really like to try at it and to do that it would make me feel a lot better if we were more a united front Hmm. going into it so that totally takes away the blaming aspect of you don't do this you're to blame you're a bad partner also you could if if that's hard another alternative is to go in with a softer emotion so you can say um, you know, when you don't help me around the house, when I when I perceive you're not helping me around the house, it feels, I feel really sad about it. Like I feel exhausted and then I don't have time for you and I wish I had mm-hmm. more time for you, more energy to spend with the kids instead of the house or, or whatever it is, right? So if you kind of explain the emotional cost of whatever the incident is, um, your pain or your sadness or your hurt, that is also somewhat soft generally. Yeah, so this is a good tip. We'll just throw it in as a sidebar. There's a difference between primary and secondary emotions. So a really big mistake people make often is they go in with the secondary emotion. Yes. So the first one is pain. I Generally feel, pain or hurt, right? I feel sad. I feel sad. That you aren't helping me. I feel like you don't care about me. So there's pain, there's hurt there. People are generally very responsive to pain. Yes. If you see somebody you love in pain, you, you wanna, go. You go. You help them. Uh, if you come in, though, with... I'm hurt and I'm tired of feeling hurt. You're causing me hurt. You're the bad guy. I'm and angry. You get angry. That's the anger is a result of untended to pain, and you go in with the anger. People generally don't respond well. No. To anger. I mean, when's the last time someone came in yelling at you and, and you're like, "Hey, can I help you?" Unless you are a clinician, and even then, and even then, I it's mean, tough I would for say us like when we come. Probably like, maximum half the time, yeah. I would be able to remain calm. Most of the time, like you know what, I've been doing this all day at the office. I don't fucking feel. Like it. <laughs> 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 Okay, so 
uh, moving into the second issue. Perception checking. Perception checking, making sure that what you see is what's actually happening. So if I may just introduce a concept quickly called affect reality, or what I feel Mm -hmm. is what's real. It's a cognitive distortion. It is. It's a very common form of bias where you see things a certain way, and you feel very concretely about it that this is the way that things are. You'll hear people who feel this way. Mm -hmm. They say things like, I tell it like it is. The world is black and white. There are certain... Uh, firmness that comes with that type of belief system because I feel something it has to be true I can't feel something if it's not true yeah why would that that doesn't make sense to the people that are Mm -hmm, experiencing mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. so what do you do about that if you're one of those people yeah so perception checking really is being humble and allowing your giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and giving your partner the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. So even though I am 99% sure that you're doing this on purpose to piss me off, that 0.1%, I have to ask you, hey, so when you come home late, is it really just because you You don't don't care care about spending time with me? Or is there something else going on? And generally, or maybe, there will be something else going on and that person can explain. So the first step is allowing yourself, one, to check your perception. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm getting angry about this. Or I'm getting hurt by this. Okay, what am I? What meaning am I giving this? Like, how am I interpreting this action that my partner is doing? What Carrie means by that is the example like she just gave. Yeah, so if the person is late, I could interpret that he's really busy at work. I could mm-hmm. interpret that he got stuff in traffic. I could interpret that he's running away from me because... Um, he is scared of getting too attached. <laughs> he could interpret that he or hates me. escaping stress at all. Yeah. Home, so there's there's tons of stuff. Or there's something going on with his family and friends. Whatever. So I just gave you like five different interpretations yeah. to that same act. So first you have to ask yourself, how am I interpreting this? And then even though you are 99.9% sure of something, that point one, you ask. You say, hey, I'm thinking this. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I right? What's going on? And I mean, even for us in session, I do that all the time. I can be like 99.99 whatever and I ask. percent. And I, ask. I always ask, hey, I, I I'm feel feeling like you're this. I'm thinking coming this. off a bit aggressive here mm. or you're feeling like I'm feeling you're coming off a bit defensive. Am, am I misreading you at all? Always give the person, don't feel like you're boxing them in and trapping them with your perceptions yeah. because, because that will it is happen. your perception yeah it's just your perception and if you put that on somebody else and they disagree with you you've started a fight immediately yes yes so what about and things like you know me more than I know myself you know what I'm feeling better than no you know yeah what, that's the response I get. feel right like yeah. that's something you probably heard if you're imposing your perception yeah and then step three which Ryan and I think is probably the hardest one and what like a, I, I think this okay I'm yeah. curious yeah, well, this, this is. is what you said to me right that when couples do this then they don't need therapy that's when you believe your uh, partner's okay. response yes. right so if that. I ask my partner hey when you come late I think that it's because you don't care about the time we spend together and my partner says it has nothing to do with you it's I'm really worried about making mm-hmm. this promotion I have a lot of hopes and dreams for this money it'd be really good for us that's mm-hmm. why I'm staying out late working and then I have a choice. I believe my own perception or I believe my partner's perception. Yes. And very often this will be a sticking point in therapy. And that is, to Carrie's comment, one of the metrics that I use, are, is this couple ready to you know, quote unquote, graduate and, and move on? Uh, if you hear that from your partner and you still, the feeling sticks and you think, nah, that's bullshit. Yeah, he's lying. He's lying. He just doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. Whatever it is. Uh, that's you're going to get stuck in the pattern. And the yes. other person is going to be frustrated because they are not able to reassure you. 
So why do you ask me if you're still not going to believe ask me? me? You've probably, I'm sure a, a bunch of people listening have had that same exact mm. argument. Yeah. So how do you get to that point? Well, that's a bit beyond this episode (laughs) right that's like kind of explaining how does therapy work yeah but the gist of it is if you're doing the things we're talking about today you will get closer yes for sure so is there anything you wanted to add before no just those three steps right so i have to know what my perception is i have Mm -hmm. to ask my about my perception to my partner and then i have to make a choice about believing it or not and if you don't believe it just ask yourself why is it just like a gut thing do you have some physical proof evidence or proof of anything is this a theme in your life? Do you feel mm. like people abandon you or don't care about you? Be very aware of the things that may be guiding or forming your bias. Yeah. So the third thing is kind of a response almost to what we were just talking about. Hmm. And it's asking questions rather than solving. So let's use the or example. Attacking. That, or attacking. Yeah. yeah. Let's use the example that Carrie just brought up. A uh, person comes home, partner asks, hey, you know, there's something I want to talk to you about. Do you have a minute? So yeah, sure. What's what's on your mind? Well, lately you've been coming home late a lot, and it's making me feel like you don't really care, care about, about me the time very we much. spend together. No, 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 not at all. You know, I'm just I I have this promotion coming up, and I got to put in extra hours with all the COVID stuff going on right now. And you feel internally that's not true, and maybe the person fires off and says, "Well, it doesn't seem that way to me. I feel like you just want to get away from from me or from the kids or, or whatever's mm-hmm. going on." You're running away from home. So now the other partner now has that's a choice has a choice of how to respond. So they can get frustrated and be like, well, why do you ask me then? What's the point? This is why I don't talk to you. you're in a cycle, you're in a fight. And And you're off to the races, right? Or you can try to explore and go, well, I feel like I'm trying to give you reassurance and you're not being receptive to it. Is there something Something that I'm doing or is there something else bothering you? How come it's hard for you to believe? Asking explorative questions. So if you're exploring and getting to the root of that, that's one of the many things that we do in therapy. And hmm. if you do that, instead of getting defensive or attacking or shutting down or running away, uh, you'll start to make progress. So yeah, instead sure. of getting into that cycle that Carrie mentioned where you're just fighting and battling each other, uh, you can start to hear each other. But again, the partner being asked the question has to be responsive. They can't just keep firing away. No. Being like, well, why That's do why you think? That's it takes two, right? Like a, a relationship cannot be fixed by one person. No, it's Both it's have different. to collaborate. Yeah. I mean, when people say, can I come in as an individual and, and fix my relationship? No. I'm like, I can give you some things that will probably make your conversations a little bit better. But if your partner's not receptive... There's no way. You can't, I mean, it's it's not it's going like, to work. It's like, the opposite would be coming into therapy to make someone fall in love with you. Like, you can't... You, you're not... You don't control that. You don't control yeah. people. Like, you have to work with the other person. The other person has it's, to be interested. The other person has to be involved, engaged, yeah. right? And this is one of those perception-checking things where it can be utilized in a different way than, than Carrie and I were discussing. If you're a partner who hears that your partner has a problem with the relationship and you don't think there is a problem, this is another common dynamic hmm. we see is maybe the wife goes oh, to the yeah. husband and says, yeah, I'm not happy. I've been trying to tell you this. I think we need to go to therapy. And like, I'm not paying someone $200 an hour to listen to her stuff. That's ridiculous. We'll fix it on our own. I don't know what the big deal is anyways. You're just too sensitive. Yeah, you're too you're sensitive. You're crazy. You're emotional. You're naggy, whatever. That's a good place to do a perception check. Nobody is going to come to you and say a problem exists. When there's not a problem. Like, think about the amount of distortion that has to happen for you to think it's more likely that this person is just antagonizing you or being making sensitive or making it up than they're actually trying and to And even if this person is sensitive, I hear this a lot and I've... I help my brother with this frequently too. Even if you perceive someone as sensitive, that is your someone. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. If you deny their reality, <laughs> you can't be with them. If she's sensitive, then she's sensitive. But that's 
that's your girl. Like that's that's your person. Then yeah. therefore you have to play with what you got. That, those are the cards you decided to play with. Those are the ones you have. Yeah, to like if you marry somebody, with, that's it. You have to be receptive to their their perspectives. Even if it's too sensitive, exaggerate, whatever it, whatever. To you, yeah, right, to, you, to you, to you. That's still this person. It's still is them. Coming. And yeah, that's still them. Opinion. It's still their reality. Like, imagine I don't know when you're playing around when you're kids or something there'd be maybe if you have a younger sibling maybe you push them lightly and they get hurt and they start crying and you're going oh my god I barely touched you yeah M- maybe it was barely anything to you but, but to, to the them. other person it was very hurtful so both can be true you can sit there and say this person's too sensitive for me meaning I'm not able to handle this or it's frustrating to me or mm-hmm. something but you're still with them so we can work with that if you change you're too sensitive. I'm not engaging with you. Then that's that's breakup talk. Yeah, that's, that's your heading towards divorce. Yeah. If you say you are too sensitive and I don't know how to deal with it, but let's I would like to help. learn. Yeah, let's let's learn. That's different. So that's another example of perception checking. So I know you got to run off to a session, so I can wrap up here. Anything quickly that you wanted to? No, add? no. I think okay. perception checking. We did the soft, soft startup, startup, and, and we're questions. doing the exploratory. Yeah. Okay. So that's our episode. Show notes are at ryananswers.com slash podcast. And if you would like to be the second sender of a fan letter, you I'm could, could your be your lucky Carrie. day. And you're say, saying, <laughs> saying Carrie is awesome. I have a feeling someone's actually going to say that. Oh, no, no. I'm just that's because I'm asking it. <laughs> so ryananswers.com slash podcast. You can send in your questions there as well as seeing the show notes. We're back every Thursday. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.